What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. John, again, one day late, unfortunately. This time, though, I have a good excuse because trying to add more technology to this show to make it, you know, just we're trying to improve sound constantly. We're trying to uh, make our lives a little bit easier with, you know, when we record from your house and then my house. And so I downloaded some software, bought some hardware. Didn't work yet because I still need a couple things, but that's that's why the delay. But, you know, we're still going to record tonight and, uh, and and we'll be back next week, hopefully, with uh, with some of the, the new stuff. Um, but yeah, how are you doing this week, man? I'm great. I'm excited because we have a lot to talk about tonight. So much so that I had to make, I talked to my agent and had to make the, the long trek to the fight <laughs> game studios. My agent be my wife. I said, we got a lot to talk about, baby. We got to do this live. And she says, all right. <laughs> <laughs> live and in color. Uh, yeah. I mean, just for, I think most folks can tell just, you know, based on, you know, Skype sound versus real in-person sound. We generally do this show. I'm at my place. You're at your place. We use Skype. Part of the the the, the upgrade is is we're going to use a little bit different software to make that process a little bit cleaner, a little bit better sounding, get some new mics um, and and do that. So that's kind of the, the future uh, of this show. But uh, but yeah, you're right. We have a ton of stuff to talk about. And, you know, the first thing we're, we're going to get to the meat of this show, which is NXT moving to the USA head up against AEW. Uh, but I wanted to add one thing before we get to that, which is the Fight Game Podcast is hosted by the website, which is Fight Game. It used to be Fight Game Blog and uh, is now Fight Game Media. That change has happened. So if you type in fightgamemedia.com, the website comes up. That is also going to go through a design change. I'm in the process of looking at designs and and you know getting some... some uh, maybe even banners and, and, and all kinds of stuff. So tons of stuff that's going on for change sake, but we bought the, or I changed it to fight game media on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff months back, but I finally turned it on. So when you go to the website is now fight game media. Um, and yeah, so we are also going to be upgrading that. And I think because to support the podcast and, and, uh, and to kind of get things going again, I'm going to do a little bit more writing. So that website will be updated more often. Uh, it is going to be more based around the podcast, though. Less and less about, you know, this news story about Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch getting engaged. Congratulations. Congratulations to them. Um, and more about, you know, stuff from the show, posting the podcast in, in, on the website. We have YouTube videos that go up that are taking segments of our podcast and I'm putting stuff up there. I just posted the one where we talked a few weeks ago about Becky Lynch and Seth mm-hmm. possibly maybe facing Rhonda and her husband at some point. Like that'd be a great idea. So I posted that. So stuff like that, but we'll, we'll keep it going and I'll still do reviews. You know, we're, we're you and I are going to go see the, uh, the second round of the uh, super J cup this weekend. So I'll have something on the website this weekend about that show. And, um, yeah, so there will there will be more content coming from us, and I think it's good. Uh, we, we I took a little break from writing to kind of get this podcast up and going, and now things are going well. So I'll I'll make sure that uh, I get the writing going back. So that was a long way of saying improvements are coming, and we're investing in, in the podcast and in the website, and also 
in the Facebook group that that we have that, you know, if you want to join, check out the Fight Game Media Twitter. It is pinned at the top. Um, There was a great post in there by our buddy Paul Fontaine about how, you know, the, how good the group is and how he looks forward to going there. And it's sort of the antithesis of what you get on Twitter with the ranting and people trying to put themselves over constantly. And that's, you know, it's just a smart place to talk shop and people supporting each other and people like each other. So if you're interested, you know, add a, go to that group and, and, uh, and we'll accept your, uh, your request. Okay. Now, last Friday, the story came out that, NXT was not going to FS1, and you're smiling because you had some clues about this uh, before most of us, but uh, instead is going to be on USA, which is a much bigger station, a much more WWE-centric station, and uh, now the thought of AEW and their competitor is like NXT has a real legitimate chance of, of winning you know, that Wednesday night war just because of the, just the overall uh, volume of of, uh, of stations that, that, that USA is on compared to FS1. And so I think the game has all of a sudden changed. And, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, Vince McMahon is, is here to compete. He is not here to let, you know, let you do what you want. And uh, I thought it was a really savvy move for him to, to do this. Uh, and it's funny because I think, I think it was a Meltzer who said, Someone told Vince about the number of st- and the number of homes that FS1 was in, and he wigged out and was like, "No, we cannot be in less homes than AEW," and that was part of the reason for the move. There was also other stuff going on. FS1 has um, Wednesday nights; they have basketball and stuff. So, you know, you you've been you went through the Monday Night Wars. We've been watching wrestling since we were kids. What was your thought on the move to the USA to kind of like? It, it, it was like a, a poker move against AEW. Well, you know, Vince is the master, you know, master chess player, right? And I also don't think it's not just Vince, too. It's also Triple H is very competitive and, you know, NXT's his baby. And they looked at NXT as the competition, AEW, right? And it's good for NXT. This is great. This is great news just for being a wrestling fan. The Monday Night Wars was uh, some of the best times of watching wrestling. And Wednesday is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go back and forth and compare shows and compare talent. And I just think that Vince was, you know, smart. I think also think it's smart to get a couple week head start. You know, he's going to get, you know, eyes on them first. He has these great networks to per, to promote it. The USA Network from, you know, NBC, right? AB, uh, and there's a what, sci-fi channel you can throw commercials on. There's... I mean, there's just there's so much reach that USA has under that umbrella, and they have a great relationship with USA. So, brilliant. Okay, so I have two kind of counters to actually one counter to what you just said, and then a counter to my own counter, <laughs> which is you said that them getting a two week head start on AEW is a good thing, and I think originally I thought that same thing too, but I think it's only a good thing if the third week is like a build like the the big the built show is that third week when AEW debuts because if you do that first week is NXT and you throw all kinds of stuff it's like great and then the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth generally just drop off slightly mm-hmm. but if you build towards that third week i you know i sort of threw out having a 
live takeover on that week to really throw everything at that show because that's the show that you're competing with then i think it then i think it is a really good idea to go early what are your what are your thoughts or what how do you feel how they're going to build uh to those first few weeks oh 100% they're going to build to that head to head competition with AEW that's 100% is in their plans right now they're putting all these cards together they're get, they're getting the booking down and that's to hit that first week and hit with a great card or people like who I don't have the opportunity to watch one after another have like you know they're going to who's going to pick and they want to pick and they want them to pick NXT um, we should be some see some big matches in my opinion um I think you'll see multiple championship matches be online and I think NXT talent wise I think I obviously I think it's far superior than AEW but there might be certain moments where fans would tune out to see maybe a, a Kenny Omega instead, right, of a certain person, mm-hmm. you know. But then again, if you have like a big title match or something like that, it's going to be very damn competitive. I expect them to not necessarily be a takeover title show. Yeah. I expect it to be a takeover level show for sure. That that uh, was at the third week, right? Yep, week three. So... I guess the the thing that I'm wondering about NXT is we see NXT as this originally, and I think what made it really fun was it was this developmental brand. We went to the WrestleMania weekend show. Um, You went to that show, right? Yes. NXT? Yes. So, you know, Charlotte and Sasha... um, You know, uh, what was it? Kenta, Tyler Breeze. And was it Finn... And Neville, uh, who faced Neville on that show? I know Baron Corbin versus Rhino. I remember that match. Uh, I know Sammy Callahan worked Kalisto. God, yeah, who did Finn work? Just a good question. I just remember the main event was Sasha and Charlotte's a big deal. I thought I thought it was Neville, but but, but that that being said, you know Neville and, and and Finn Balor worked years before that, so it's not like they were new. But Sasha and Charlotte definitely felt like new and developmental. And so there was a little bit of a like a charm to it of you're seeing the next guys, the next men and women who are who are gonna be up. And then smartly, I think, Triple H was like, look, like the indies are going nuts and we should consider NXT at that level and we should try to get all these guys and put them under our umbrella. And then they did that. And so then you got Kevin Owens and these PWG guys and and all of these really, really strong wrestlers. I mean, we see it today. Like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano have been in the main event of the last two takeovers. Those guys are not new to, to really anybody. But now the brand seems like it's going to have to take another turn or, or have a third transition, which is... Is it going to be where where you're going to see main roster talent come over to do things for ratings? Um, are they going to tour? I, I assume there's going to be a bump in pay because you want the good folks to kind of stay there at least for a little while before you get other people ready to, to take those spots. I, is it going to be the third brand equally rather than what it's been, which is the sort of the minor league? It'll be equally, maybe not in 
full pay as much as like a you know like a Roman Reigns, maybe a guy like that level. But I mean, they'll definitely be getting a lot more, a lot more money. Especially this is uh, the next level. They're gonna be definitely gonna be touring. I'm sure. I'm still. They're still gonna do their coconut tours with the young, part of the younger group. You know, more of the the, the quote unquote developmental guys. And you'll have those shows going. There might even be three tours. I don't know. They they could do a lot, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really fascinating. I'm curious to see how they're gonna do their TV now. Does just things change a little bit? They definitely will because don't they have stuff in the can that won't even be on TV by the time the live show starts? I think so, but you know that can all just go you know into the can and bring up later for hidden gems or something mm-hmm. like that, right? The lost episodes. The lost episodes of uh, yeah of NXT. Uh, I think well, I'm curious to see now what AEW is going to counter with. I know they're going to have a special right before All Out, which is you know a good idea. And I want to see how they're going to react to their TV. What's going to be good, and we saw this with the Monday Night Wars, is that each company is going to step up their game. So and the winners are of course the wrestling fans right we should see some great wrestling the losers are the female counterparts of the wrestling fans who are gonna lose their husbands and boyfriends on wednesday nights <laughs> now which was never a wrestling night yeah yeah and i wonder how you know like the you know people are concerned about too much content um i think i think it's gonna i think people are gonna want more I think because it's going to be something interesting. It's going to be something they want to see who's who's going to win this war, who's putting the better product out. I think it's definitely for the first six to eight months, it's going to be really live, and then we'll see we'll see after that how things cool down and who's winning, and and there's going to be a lot of gamesmanship. There's going to be a lot of stuff said, and and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's it's going to be wild. I mean, we may have to move our night to record. Definitely. We're going to have to remove it to Thursday, maybe. Definitely. Well, you'll be happy at 90210. <laughs> <laughs> well, 90210 is only a six-episode season. So, is it? Yeah. Man. Uh, but we'll see if they get season two, then they then, then maybe they'll get a full a full uh, boat load of shows. Uh, but okay, so, you know, what? Monday night is Raw for three hours, and I currently do not watch that show. Me neither. Uh, Wednesday night will be... Two hours of AW and two hours of NXT. You can watch one live and DVR the other one. Actually, I think if we're on the West Coast, AEW will probably be on live. Um, and then you could watch the West Coast feed of NXT if that's how you wanted, you know, if you wanted your, your night to be like that. Don't skip over a SmackDown Tuesday nights. Well, no, it's going to be, well, it'll be on Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Friday now coming up. And then SmackDown will be on Friday. So, what is your like? What's gonna be your routine? Like, how are you gonna like? I, to me, I'm like, you know, I want to watch as much as possible, but I also don't want to feel like all of a sudden my life is 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 gonna, you know, be affected in in this negative way just because of of, of wrestling. You know. Well, thank God I cooled down on watching mixed martial arts. <laughs> Can you imagine that was what four years ago? But or, then or... the UFC show this last weekend was so good. It Better was. than anything I've seen in wrestling since, well, not the G1, but like right right with the G1. I'm going to continue to, you know, be selective with raw stuff. When I there's something I want to watch, I'll just go to my DVR and, and fast forward to it and mm-hmm. watch it. 
um, or see the clip on YouTube. Uh, same thing with SmackDown. Well, actually, the first SmackDown. That I, I think I'll Fox, watch the first. I'm watching Smackdown that live. one for sure. And may I watch this? This I, I'm also, maybe I'll watch for a good two to three weeks to see how it goes. But I'm definitely just really interested in this war. And so, what's your, what's your day like? You come home from work on Wednesday. Oh, well, I'm at, all my stuff's late at night because I got the kids. I know. Like, so you're gonna be like, are you, are you gonna be able to watch four hours of wrestling after the kids go to bed? Hmm. Well, see, also can fast forward because commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you, I think I could pull it off because you know I'm a you know I'm a nut when it comes to watching wrestling. You know, not just you know I don't watch Raw and SmackDown on a regular basis, but I watch a lot of other stuff. So I think I could definitely fit it in. Now that stuff might go you know less and less because uh, you definitely want to definitely concentrate on this war. Okay, so uh, I, I mean I'm going to be the same way. I think I'm going to try to watch NXT and AEW. You know, I have Hulu. And the Hulu versions of Raw and SmackDown are like, I think one is 90 minutes and one is 60 minutes or something like that. So and th- maybe that's the version that I'll watch. So I, I get to skip through whatever they don't want me to see. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to like it, it'll definitely change the way that we do this show because it's we're going to have to basically report on head to head this show versus this show. And then with SmackDown on Fox becoming live, and and they're going to put more into that, WWE is going to have to change the way that they do the brand stuff now. I mean, this wild card stuff is bullshit. Like we thought it was bullshit for the from the beginning, but they're going to have to get more organized. I don't see how they can keep being as unorganized as they are. Um, and you know, from what everyone says, Raw and SmackDown are getting a lot better than than you know when we stopped watching after WrestleMania. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think. Like a very okay. Here's a question for you because this is also very intriguing to me. The XFL, they just announced all the teams. They announced Landry Jones is the new player. You know, former Pittsburgh Steeler. He's he's the the new guy. But with Vince being split in his responsibilities, like who in that company do you think? I mean, Triple H is obviously going to be one of them. Who do you think takes that mantle of like, okay, like I'm gonna step up to the plate here and and really and really be a, a big part of the reason why this thing works out? Well, I think what's gonna happen is a lot of people. First of all, a lot of people were freaking out like Vince is gonna ruin my NXT the way I like it. Vince doesn't even go to takeovers. <laughs> So the first time he saw with a, uh, any sort of NXT was that WrestleMania weekend show. Yeah, right? that's, yeah, yeah, in San Jose. Uh, but he doesn't go to takeover shows. He doesn't go to the TVs. So it's going to be the Triple H show. It's going to be the NXT coaches and the writers and and their producers. So it's going to be the same. I'm really confident we're still going to see a great NXT TV show with uh, with what's, what's going to be on USA. Now, when it comes to Vince, he's going to be really busy with the XFL, especially this first year, making sure it's a success, making sure there's a season two. Mm-hmm. So I still think he'll, you know, oversee things, Raw and SmackDown, still put his two cents. People still got to send him the scripts, blah, blah, blah. But I think he's going to have to pull back a little bit. You know, But he's got to be a super obsessed just with the idea of going back into a war. True, but I think this is Triple H's game. Okay, but if all things work and NXT has a good audience and it's competitive with AEW, 
I, I would agree with you, but what happens if week three, AEW comes out at one and a half million viewers and NXT is at 800,000? Like, you can't tell me that Vince is not going to be like, I need to just dive in and, and figure out what's going on. Maybe. I mean, there's definitely week three is going to get a, you know, a good chunk is going to be taken out of NXT's viewership just because... People are going to want to see, okay, what does these guys have, right? This AEW. There are going to be some people checking that out because you want to see this a fresh new thing. And it's WWE's job to put on a great show to counter that. But I, I don't. I think this is... Vince is getting older. Triple H is going to be eventually running this thing. I think Triple H is more competitive and fired up about this than Vince. Honestly, personally. I think, I think it's not just WWE versus AEW. I think in the NXT world, their brand, Triple H running it, it's NXT versus AEW. I, I, I truly believe that's the mentality. And that's why I think Triple H this is his baby to prove himself to his father-in-law that I am the guy that's going to take over this company with your daughter. <laughs> and maybe Stephanie jumps in more with stuff. Then what's she gonna do though? I mean, she's a she's a brand. Person. I'm talking about with like Raw SmackDown. Maybe she's there to oversee Paul, and which is be hilarious, <laughs> and Bruce. And, and and so that's kind of what I wonder is, you know, Paul Heyman. Does he become the third guy in that group? Uh, you know, Bruce Pritchard on the SmackDown side, um, or you know, they're you know maybe Jeff Jarrett or, or folks, you know, in the back kind of, you know, gain a little bit more power and responsibility. I I, I think that's like, you know, obviously the big story is, is the war, but those sort of machinations mm -hmm. behind the scenes are, are also what I'm interested in. And also when, when someone gains power, there are guys that they like who can, who then get pushed better or, or, or you yeah. know, and, and, and so I, the whole thing is fascinating we, you know, when we when the Monday Night War happened, you know, we're in our we're in our early twenties, or uh, or you were probably just twenty. If we consider, what do we consider? Ninety? No, like, no, you were like nineteen in ninety six, right? Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Yep. So we saw it. We read about it in the in the Observer. Hmm. Uh, we read Death of WCW. We saw all the documentaries, but now, like, we're sort of at the forefront uh, of discussing it every week, and I think it's going to be. It's going to be a blast to do so. It's going to be a lot of work for us watching a lot fun of stuff. Fun work, though. Fun work. Fun definitely. work. Fun work. And, and, you know, hopefully people, people enjoy our, our takes on this stuff. But yeah, I, I, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be so interesting. And, you know, we're not that far away from the debut NXT show. So that's kind of crazy. I'm super pumped for all this. I can't wait. Okay. So, um, the, for whatever reason, I don't understand the timing of it. Maybe it's because the G1 just passed, but the King of the Ring is back. <laughs> and the WWE version of the King of the Ring, in it's, you know, back in the day, it was a pretty fun tournament because, you know, we got to see lots of guys who they, they it was sort of like, you know, Bret Hart wins the first one, obviously, but, you know, by <clears throat> 96, it's Austin. And then Ken Shamrock, and then all of a sudden Brock Lesnar and Edge and guys like that are winning the thing. Sort of like project who's gonna who's gonna be in the main event picture. Um, the this year's uh, 
King of the Ring bracket was a little weird to me because I was like, okay, like, why is Kevin Owens in this thing? And then you watch SmackDown, and you're like, okay, I know why Kevin Owens is in this thing, because, you know, they needed to get heat on Shane, I guess, or, or, or whatever it was. Yeah. But um, on paper, the tournament should be really fun. Uh, are, what, what, are, what are your thoughts about, you know, bringing this back, and, and do you think that they will treat it? Do you think we will get the quality wrestling matches that, that people look at this bracket and they go, I want to see that, I want to see that, I want to see that? I mean, they're going to have some kind of, you know, angles and storylines throughout this tournament. To, like like I said, Owen, Shane McMahon stuff. But also you're going to see good wrestling too. I think, I hope that they have a plan for this, whoever the winner is. I still think it should be Andrade. I think King Andrade sounds good. I think he needs something something to kind of put him in that main event position. I, you know, they, you know, like a lot of things that when they got a hot act, they kind of cooled him off. So I think this is definitely will heat him up or, or same thing with Drew McIntyre, you know, he, ever since, you know, he had a lot of momentum going into WrestleMania and after WrestleMania, he just, you know, was, uh, he had great matches with Roman Reigns, but that feud in the end, I think really, didn't put him in that main event level, but then again, they had other plans with Brock and 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 Seth, so that kind of like maybe pushed him to the to the back of the line. So maybe this is a way to uh, introduce or not or give Drew a bigger push as uh, the king in the ring. But I'm I'm hoping for Andrade. I think the match quality is going to be really good. I think that's definitely for the uh, second round, the semifinals, and the finals should do, be pretty good. Do you good. put him against McIntyre? Andrade, because they're both heels. No, no, I put Andrade. I think I had Andrade versus Ricochet, and so Ricochet's got to beat McIntyre next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, saying, I mean, I in my pick, and when I did my little mock mock bracket, I had Andrade go into the finals and with Ricochet, but I can see where they would want to give this to Drew as well. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, I don't know why people are freaking out about Baron Corbin. <laughs> This just amazes me. I just don't see him becoming king of the ring. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be like, honestly. I wouldn't be that against it. Well, I, mean, I like you like him. I like more Corbin a lot. I think I think he's a, a hell of a performer. And, you know, not the you know he's not the greatest wrestler in the world, but I think when it comes to as, as a TV character, I think he's pretty good. I think he gets good heat. Um, I enjoy. I'm, I enjoy. I enjoy him. So, but 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 I don't think they're gonna do that. I think it's either those two. Have the uh, had the potential have the are the favors to win. Dog buddy, King Buddy be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, they rarely do heel versus heel or face no. versus face stuff. So you can kind of based on the first round, uh, uh, you know, you, you can well, kind of play it out on who you, who who could go. Because I mean, that if you, if you look at it that way, that would favor Ricochet to beat Drew McIntyre because Samoa Joe is the one who advanced from that side. Yeah, but I I think we're gonna see some. Some baby face or baby face heel versus heel stuff. I think I think they're gonna keep us on our toes. I was I was shocked to see that uh, Cedric won. You know, I just kind of penciled in Sami Zayn was gonna win, and and I thought Miz would definitely beat Corbin. You know, so we'll, and all that's changed. So we could also see a Miz versus Cedric match. My I, I the person who I want to win is I want Andrade to win. The person who I think is gonna win is, is Drew, but. I don't see very many others who have the chance to win. I mean, you could do something like Samoa Joe, but he's not 
he doesn't need it. No. You know, and he's that's not his character. He's just a badass guy. Like he doesn't need to be the king. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's not that many people I think that could possibly win this thing. But the dark horse, I think, on the right side of the bracket is Ali because <laughs> you know he loses his spot. He's probably facing Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, right? And then he gets hurt. M- you know, m- maybe or maybe not. But he that's when he was getting his chance. Gets hurt, Kofi cashes in and Kofi becomes the guy and so and so Ali is left a little bit you know behind because he got hurt and so I wonder if this is a way to reestablish him you could you know you could have him do very well in this tournament but again I don't know if I want to see a babyface Ali you know become king of the ring yeah no I just think he'd be a good semifinalist versus Andrade to go out there have a barn burner of a match mm-hmm um, actually, I had originally I had Owens being in the semifinals I, with Andrade. I, 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 I thought Owens that's where they would do. Yeah. yeah, I thought that's where they would do an angle with Shane. I think I, I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised they went so quickly with it. I would have kind of like teased it a little, you know, keep people on their toes a little bit and do something down the line. But yeah, it's, it's what they did, and I'm sure it was fine. But yeah, I'm 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 just keep my fingers crossed for Andrade because I just we talked about we talked about him a lot. He was your he was your guy for a long favorite, time. He's my like my my favorite guy on the on you know on both brands. I just think he he's absolutely amazing. I, I know people were kind of like I can't believe he signed WWE, but I think he became better with that WWE system, the the training, and yeah, I mean, he was hitting his stride as a actually champion i love that run that was great and and it's so public now his relationship with charlotte mm-hmm. she's the queen <laughs> he should be the king it's just natural mm-hmm. no i like it I, I really like it um so we'll split up the wrestling talk a little bit because i want to talk about ufc 241 um i was in tucson last weekend and send in my uh, my my youngest uh, off to college, getting him in, in his dorm, and my parents are, are also out there now. So I finally got to see their new home, uh, spent some time with them, got to spend some time with my sister and her kids, and my youngest was like, "Can we get the UFC show?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, maybe. Let, you know, let's try and figure it out." And so my dad figured out how to do the ESPN Plus thing, bought the show streamed really well dad did it dad did it i didn't even like i I was figured i figured i was gonna have to go over there and so i was thinking okay i gotta get there at least 20 minutes early (laughs) put it on but he's like nope i did it i was like are you sure he's like yep i did it i was like okay can you recite the steps that you did so maybe we're wrong maybe the uh espn plus would be okay for the older crowd I, i mean he he it was pretty easy for him though he chose the yearly thing, and I don't know if he's ever going to watch ESPN Plus ever again. So, you know that that that's that's a thing. But maybe he maybe he'll he'll dig in. Uh, and you know, it was a great show. Like I watched that UFC show, and I was like, man, this is the kind of the fight night that I used to love, which is you're so excited for the big fights because they're important. You have a you have a. a you want one person to win more, you know, over another, like Cormier, right? Like I picked Miocic to win, but I, I was pulling for Cormier. Yeah, I should have. You know, I, I went with my, I went with my damn heart, and I went with Cormier. But uh, I mean, it's not like a few years ago where like I'm thinking about this like three weeks ahead of time or even months ahead of time. But still, when like that Saturday, 
I was I had plans, family stuff, couldn't get out of it. But there was that part of me all of a sudden started getting that the shakes. Yeah. I'm like, man, I really wish I could go watch go to Big Dave's and watch this this fight right now, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah. No, it it, it was it was so fun. And you know, I was thinking back because you know Facebook has that Facebook memories thing. And a lot of those memories <laughs> are of me posting like, can't wait for this UFC show. Yeah. Connor and Nate, this is gonna be great, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it just reminded me how big some of those shows were and how we don't really feel that because there's so much product on TV, but this was this was what it felt like to watch that show. And the other thing is is that you know, my parents, they loved to host the big UFC shows, the big boxing matches. And so they, that was where we would go to watch it. You know, my mom would buy it and I'd kick her down some money, but she would make food and, and it would be a big thing. And so when we did it again that night, my dad was like, see, we're, you know, we moved and we're still, you know, we were still able to do this thing. And so he was pretty, he was pretty happy about that. But that, that's what it felt like was the big night where you get the family together, the friends together, and you have food, and, and it just felt like a, like a, like a major event. So, I, I'm, you know, they can't do that all the, uh, all the time because of all the shows that they run, and they need to spread out a lot of these fights. But it, it, it did make me miss, you know, the UFC that I, that I used to love for sure. Yeah, let's hope, you know, let's hope some people can get hot in these Fights didn't get important again. You know, then they're important, yes, but not to, to the level where, like like I said, we're like, we're like, damn, we keep thinking about it and we want to see it and we want to try to make plans to, to watch it. And, you know, I liked and I do love mixed martial arts. It's just right now there's nothing that really gets, got me, gets me going. Like, I, it's funny because you're talking about those Facebook memories and a lot of my stuff was a lot of Bellator stuff. Yeah. You know, and I see a lot, of, I kind of laugh at some of the stuff I wrote. <laughs> And but I haven't watched the Bellator show in what, probably a couple years now, or a year and a half at least. And that used to be your brand. That's my brand, and, and now they're on the zone. I'm not watching it. <laughs> I know. Um, so I think uh, you know, obviously Cormier losing sucked, and and you know for three rounds or whatever it was, he was either up three zero or two one, wow. and he was using a, a pretty cool strategy of like. You know, he's a smaller guy, and, and he's, like, facing up to Stipe, and he would put his both of his hands out and kind of, like, hand fight with Stipe, and would and then Stipe would have to kind of counter the hand fighting, and, and Cormier was quick enough to, boom, just punch him from that thing, and then that was his strategy. And that worked for him the first fight. Yeah, and, and Stipe couldn't counter it, and all of a sudden in the fourth round, he starts throwing these nasty body shots, and and Cormier, you know, who's tired, obviously, because he's this strategy is is taking a lot out of him. You know, he just goes down, and 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 the fight was over. But my my thought was, I wonder what would have happened if they went back to the corner for the fifth round, because obviously, Cormier's team would have been like, okay, we're gonna slightly change strategy here, because this is what we got to protect for is these body shots, and you know, we 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 have to get back to you know whatever it was or maybe we use the wrestling because he didn't really use the wrestling uh you know let, this is going to be a wrestling round and we're going to win this round and we're going to win the fight and that part of mixed martial arts is what i really enjoy is like the how do you counter what someone is doing successfully so that you know you then do something successfully and i, I just wish it would have went to that fifth round but you know miocic knocked him out he's the champ again 
not a ton of guys that I want to see him fight. I know Ninganu is is there, and they already fought once, and you know I'm sure Ninganu is a little bit better this time. But yeah, not a lot of not a lot of fights I want to see uh, with uh, w- with those guys. And you know, there's always the Brock Lesnar thing, but I'm kind of getting tired of all that. <laughs> now, definitely, that match is signed. John Jones, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. That's a paper, that's a UFC show where I'm definitely making the time, telling the wife, don't schedule anything, I'll yep. be out. Um, but until then, unless unless Connor comes back soon, there's not, nothing really to so get me. Speaking of Connor, Nate Diaz just beat the <laughs> life out of poor Anthony Pettis. I picked wrong again. I picked wrong too because I just thought that you know Pettis is. Pettis doesn't win every fight, but he's shown a, some major toughness. You know, being able to take punishment and and because he's such an such an, an exciting and electric guy. But Nate Diaz was like no nonsense. Like, don't give me this BS stuff. Like, I'm just gonna take you into the phone booth and we're just gonna go. It was really impressive, and you know, obviously out of that, Connor is you know keeping his name and he's on you know he's posting about Nate. You know, great fight. We'd love to do it again. He's on uh, ESPN tonight with um, with Ariel Hawani, uh, cleaning up the image a little bit. You know, because he's gotten some bad publicity for punching the <laughs> Irish dude in the face at the bar. But that Irish dude had a chin on him, man. He just shook that let that punch off. I think he, I think he actually said that Connor punches like a lightweight. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I see Connor coming back out now. Sees money. Sees money out there with another fight, which is always was going to be money with another Nate Diaz fight, but he definitely wants to get on that. And yeah, so you know, there, there's there's some stuff, and hopefully that they they can continue. You know, you have a big show, and hopefully you it, you know get some momentum. And I don't know what the buys are. I haven't heard anything about the buys, but I would imagine that they were hopefully the biggest or close to to the biggest show of the year. I know there was a John Jones show. Um, the recent one, the re- the recent John Jones fight that did way better than people thought that uh, for business, but um, but yeah, so I, I I hope they they get some momentum here and they can continue to put on some good shows. But uh, again, they're spread thin because they run almost every week. So yeah, there's another one coming up. <laughs> Not this week. So oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the Super J Cup. The New Japan did this weird thing where it's a three-night tournament on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday in three different cities, Seattle, San Francisco, L.A. Finals will be in Long Beach, or not not L.A., Long Beach. Finals will be in Long Beach. And the problem is, is if you are interested in this tournament, you cannot watch this tournament. And if you go to one of these shows, you cannot watch the other shows in any way to keep up with so the only people who can watch this stuff are the people who go there live and you know they're, they're not doing big buildings they're not doing heavy tickets for this it's it's not you know you don't have okada and tanahashi and those guys uh, on the show so seattle happened we're recording this thursday night the show will be out friday morning but seattle was the first show and from all i was able to find via Twitter, uh, you know, Brian Alvarez and Vince and Vince Verhey were, were tweeting about it. Um, one of the guys on our uh, on our board, on our Facebook group, Justin, he was uh, 
he he I, I don't know if he went because he's no, he was working it. I think he was help he's volunteering or working the show. So. But I, I think it was tomorrow's show or Friday's show that he was actually gonna work. So there was something about he was helping do something for Friday's show, but Justin uh, Justin Nipper, who was on our on our on our thing, he he's also out of that area. So he was he he'd posted something about he he's gonna be working the Defy show or helping out with the Defy show, which is on Friday and Jushin Liger and Brian Pillman Jr. facing off on different sides of uh, yeah, protecting. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, I, I don't understand the whole strategy with this tournament when it comes to viewers should be having New Japan World, should be live. Um, you should get people interested in following it throughout the tournament. I don't understand why they would do that. I mean, putting it on later is honestly, now with, now with everything that we can get right off the bat, you know, with streaming and everything, like a lot of that stuff just becomes old news and no one wants to watch after that. So I think why they didn't go live, I don't understand. And it'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be, it gets us more excited about the show that we're going to on Saturday. Yeah. So I'll just quickly give the winners so that we can talk about the matches that we're going to see. So uh, Osprey beat Amazing Red. Show in an upset beat Ishimori. Uh, TJP, unfortunately, beat uh, Connors. I'm not a TJP fan. <laughs> um, Robbie Eagles lost to Phantasmo. Uh, Taguchi beat Gresham. Uh, Dragon Lee beat Yo. Christico beat Bushi. And Sobrano Jr. beat Rocky Romero. So we are going on Saturday. And the matchups are Will Ospreay against Sho is, uh, is the first match. And, you know, we talked about it being an upset but i'm like what the hell like we couldn't get osprey and ishimori they're saving it for later i guess but i mean that's okay i don't mind that i think and especially a guy like show he's a good guy to give it to because he's a he's a future singles junior heavyweight champion you know he's he's phenomenal i'm, I'm pretty excited i think it's also a great a good a good match that we're Is gonna, that gonna be the main event um i have a feeling that well, I think no. Will Osprey is the biggest star to that audience, unless so, they think uh, Dragon Chris, Dragon Lee. I think Chris, if it's not going to be Will Osprey and show, it's going to be Crisco and Sombrero. Yeah, it's, uh, Sabanero Junior. Sorry. So, uh, so then uh, TJP and El Fantasmo. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really looking forward to that match. Honestly, I haven't. I saw when I saw El Fantasmo, I wasn't really that impressed like i thought like yeah nothing stood out like mm-hmm. i thought like why 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 are they so high on this guy i didn't see anything special tj he's a good technical wrestler i like some of the stuff he does but like he just has no charisma and i just kind of get i end up being bored we're like zach saber who has a lot of charisma who, you know, puts a lot of his facial expressions and all the submission hold he does, so it makes it interesting. TJP just does them mm-hmm. and there's no like struggle. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just I just get bored. Um Taguchi and Dragon Lee. I mean, if you've been to the King of the Indies in the last couple years, you got to see both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh and then uh like you said, Christico and Soberano Jr. You you're right. That might be the that might that one might be the main event specifically for this market. Which is, you know, maybe a little bit hotter for Lucha than the other two markets. Yeah, and then it's going to be tons of flying. I mean, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm not the biggest Lucha guy, but uh, I think it's going to be cool to see uh, Chris go live. And and I think it's going to be cool to see an authentic singles Lucha match. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking for that one. I de- but my match I really want to see the most is Osprey and Show for sure. I mean, I want to see Osprey now. In per- the last match I saw in person was him and Jeff, which was fantastic. Jeff Cobb. So I want to see him go out there and have another killer match. He's been on a roll. <laughs> and the uh, so the semifinals and the finals will be uh, Sunday in Long Beach. So we'll probably get some tags and stuff before. We're going to get Jushin Liger live. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a thrill to see him at the Master Garden Show in New York. And like he's like one of my all-time favorite guys. And, and one of the reasons I really did not want to miss this show live is just to see him because, you know, this is the last time he ever wrestles in this market, which he rarely ever came to this market mm-hmm. in the first place. So, I you know, I felt like you know, we had to go see it. So, I have a credential for that show. I don't think there's going to be a conventional setup to where I can actually, like, sit at a table and blog it live and all that stuff. So, um, if you, uh, if, if people want to know the you know anything obviously the social media stuff on my end will i i'm definitely going to be posting photos if possible depending on how close we are um but winners will be on will be on my twitter page and we'll i'll probably just retweet those from the fight game media twitter page as well the one thing i am concerned about is the seating it's the eye level it's all flat from what i saw i when i looked at the building i saw no bleachers anything like that (laughs) <laughs> Siri, relax over there, Siri. Wow, I don't know what you said to ignite Siri over there. So run in by Siri. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little worried about that because you know the first Long Beach show, great shows. Yeah, but we had to stand up. Yeah. to watch yeah. any action. We couldn't see. We couldn't see nothing. So I'll probably find a wall. I have a feeling. That's. I mean, that's what we did, and it will have the best seat in the house because. You remember that second night of Long Beach? We're like, we we stood up like halfway through the first night, and then the second night, I'm like, screw! It. I'm just gonna sit right next to that hard cam, and we were just kind of just like walking all over the place too, like yeah, you know, just to see different angles and and stuff. So it, you know, that was the first time we saw Osprey and B uh, Priestley. Remember, because they're walking around like looking for T-shirts and stuff. And it was so funny because he's walking on the crowd and no one even stopped yeah. him. Yeah, they're like he 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 blended in, you know, with the crowd, which is. Not a good thing, but now he's a little bigger. Well, I mean, now he's he's, a star. On, he's on the good stuff, and he's you know looking big. <laughs> so you know he's being a heavyweight now. So he'll he's a, definitely a star now for sure. All right. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Well, actually, I think we got through the topics that I wanted to talk about. I think the only thing left is uh, is our raw review from August sixteenth, nineteen ninety three. So the uh, the I, I just looked at the um, I looked at the WWE Network page, <laughs> and because I was trying to figure out like why there are so many breaks, it, like because uh, so we'll do the next Raw next week, the follow up to this show, um, and then there is the no. Sunday. Or no, 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 no. This Sunday. <clears throat> so this was yeah. the last show. Yeah. The 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 SummerSlam Showdown. Which, which aired that weekend, the next weekend, um, they then replayed that on Monday. So that was in the in the raw slot. So we'll review that next week, and then the following Monday was actual SummerSlam. So they did not. I don't even know what they showed. 
uh, I think Nick told us that they replayed the. Uh, that they put replayed the uh, SummerSlam special. Did they, so they replayed it two Mondays in a row. Yeah, I believe that's what they did. Unless huh. it was a dog show. No, he said the dog show wasn't until February. Mm. Okay, but so that so what? But but what's even more weird is there's no Raw the following week on the WWE Network. Hmm. And they don't come back until like September 13th or something. Yeah, that's a good question. We'll have to check the uh, good old Observer from that time and see what, what happened. So what we're going to do is next week we will talk about the SummerSlam showdown. And what I may what we may think about doing is splitting SummerSlam into two shows because that'll be the only way that we'll then be back in sync with Raw when it comes back. So we'll think about doing something like that. Um, or maybe we do all of SummerSlam and then we take a week off from Raw and we just talk about some other old show or something. No, man, we can't take a break <laughs> right now. Things are things are building up nicely. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about this show. So back in Poughkeepsie. This will look better this time around. Uh, and and so the show opens with Ted DiBiase and the One Two Three Kid. And last week we saw that they had was it a Superstars match or a, it was two weeks ago and it was on a Wrestling Challenge. Wrestling Challenge. And so you know Ted's wiping the mat with him. He's got him in the in in the dream, and he's like just lays on top of One Two Three Kid, who then quickly rolls him up after playing dead. And Ted is just embarrassed and he got bamboozled. And, and then he came back, yeah, you're right, last week they talked to him on the phone, he hmm. was very upset, hung up on Vince, and so they do the rematch on Raw, no Razor, no IRS at ringside, and it is kind of the setup to Ted and, and, and Razor are, are scheduled to have a match at SummerSlam. Um, not, I mean, it was like, it didn't even really get to build up, and then IRS did a run-in to get the DQ, and... Then the Steiners came out to save, uh, to save the kid because then they are promoting Steiners against IRS and Ted at the SummerSlam sh- uh, Showdown uh, in a cage. So, it, I, I, I mean, I know everything that they did makes sense. I just wanted to see that match. You know, you want to see them have like this barn burner match. Well, I, I mean, I want. I, I was just so excited to see the rematch. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. And then it just kind of it started and then it stopped. Yeah, I well, it's not the it wasn't a time for that match with one two three kid. Um, it was you know you got to get heat on DiBiase. That's more important. The big the big match for DiBiase, the big match they're promoting because you know it's Razor Ramon because Razor Ramon is going to be one of their top new baby faces. Um, he's their top. He is a new baby face, but now he they're definitely going to push him to that next level. You know he's going to get the Intercontinental title soon and all that. So. Um, yeah, it was a good match, you know, right away. DiBiase cut him off, went right to the heat, uh, which I like. Sometimes I think, you know, the shine in the beginning sometimes is is not as important mm-hmm. as, you know, the heat and the comeback. But so he went right to it. Um, you know, good stuff with DiBiase. DiBiase, he's, he's fantastic. Um, you know, it's interesting, like, DiBiase looks so big here. He's I mean, he, gigantic. I mean, he's a big man in, in general, but, like, heavier. Like, he's not as cut. He's not, you know, he's obviously, I know he's leaving soon, so maybe, you know, he doesn't really, you know, care. Not not care as much, but, like, you know, he's not concerned to look his best cosmetically out there. Well, which before. is weird, because usually, right before pay-per-views, that's when everyone looks their best. But he's true. And, or maybe it's, like, because they're testing 
then, right? Could, Starting could, two. And maybe he's hurt. Um, he could be hurt. Um, with the testing, once you get off the stuff, you know, your body, you know, doesn't, you know, because he was on it too you know he didn't look like it like he looked like hercules hernandez yep. but you know he was on it too and it, you know so it's just cute I mean, right that stood out to me his body like oh, i've never seen him so so heavy um i like this i like the idea that razor wasn't there and what's vince must have like creatively they must think like you know this is big we need people to phone in like calling because like every show we have someone <laughs> calling in like what was like was it was a talk radio like or, or, or a Rush Limbaugh show on uh, Channel Forty Four? Yeah, like it was just it's weird. Like we have so many people calling DB Austin actually Razor Ramonda in this match. Which I thought actually hurt the match because they're trying to listen to Razor. He's saying I think it would have been best just to have a little you know inset promo. You know I somewhere think they, probably, they were getting away from doing those because it probably made them you know Raw's this yeah, cutting true. new edge show. You know. I just think they should have done something else. The whole phone call coming in, the the the, I just didn't, I just didn't like it, and I like the idea that IRS still came out and caused disqualification. Like what a bunch of assholes, mm-hmm. right? And then and then of course Steiner's coming out because they're gonna build that cage match next week. Uh, so I think I called it the SummerSlam Showdown. It's the SummerSlam Spectacular. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's so weird. It's SSS. For I don't know. Maybe it's because that cage match and the finish of that cage match. But I remember this show like, like, like it was yesterday, and like, but there's a lot of specials that happen mm-hmm. before, you know, but before a pay per view, they always do like a cool primetime special, you know, leading it. But for some reason, this one I remember, just like I know, I know, like when he's going, when they're reading out the card at the end. I'm like, yep, yep, mm-hmm. remember that match, that match. So Hacksaw and Yoko mm-hmm. uh, is going to be on that show. Along with the Steiners and Money Inc., so they promote those two matches, and you know the the hacksaw and Yoko, they had the match where Yoko took him out, and you know it was all about he spit on the American flag, <laughs> like the the way that the Vince was like getting just really mm-hmm. digging in on like, and so you know the, they'll redo that match, uh, and this and then the the other matches, um, so it is let's see Bob Backlund, so Bob Backlund and Shawn Michaels. And you get an Undertaker interview. And is that all that they promoted? I believe so. And I think there's a Mike Enos match versus Razor, I want to say. That 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 they don't advertise, but I think he, I think that happens. I'm pretty sure. I remember them I remember them working together. Okay, we gotta talk about this head shrinkers match versus Mike Corey and Dave Moraldo because someone dies on like it looks like he died in this match. Okay. Now, unlike PJ Walker a few weeks ago where they knocked in the F out. This was a work continuing of the head shrinkers being just dangerous and, oh, and so so it was the the big get big giveaway is Earl Hebner has zero concern for the guy that just, okay. just got knocked out and uh, just one of the one of the jobbers I think Morando uh, it was actually uh, becomes Ace Darling later on I don't know if you remember Ace Darling but he was kind of like a uh, a top indie guy on the East Coast I really liked his work mm-hmm. uh, he did a some stuff with WCW, him and Devin Storm were the extremists. I don't know if you remember those, that gimmick in like 96-ish. I remember Devin Storm. And then when Jim Cornette was... I don't know if Jim Cornette was responsible for the whole lightweight division, but when they got in back in 97, or when they're creating the lightweight title again for WWF, like Devin Storm versus Ace Darling was one of the matches on Raw. Oh, which, wow. Which was... Uh, so it was kind of cool to see Ace Darling out there. I always, I always liked him. Him and, him and guys like him, Reckless Youth. I was like really big into those guys in the East Coast back then. Okay, so 
basically whatever whichever guy is the one who looks like he's playing it was the, it was the other guy he he takes a uh like a sidekick right to the neck yeah and then he sells it like he's dead and then the head shrinkers got to roll him over so that he could they so that they tag his partner in mm-hmm. so that he can come and get a butt kicking but the partner um he lays on the apron for the rest of the match yep and Vince is like, um, at the end of the match, he says something like, oh, you know, we, we, we may need some attention for this guy yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they didn't really pull it off the way, like, oh, because, like, like I said, first time PJ Walker was real, he had, like, what, Bill Alfonso freaking out in the ring. Like, he's looking over at the commentary and looking at Bruce at ringside, like, holy shit, this guy's knocked out. What should we do? Do we call it? Do we go home soon? Or what do we do? But, no, Hebner is just, is just going straight, calling the match as it is. And it's just to, just to get over the handshakers as being just those savages and, 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 and just killers. I mean, that's what they came across as. I, every every squash match on Raw, they come across like as just destroyers of lives. So awesome. I, just, I love that, like reverse Russian leg sweep kind of like double team face buster yeah, whatever, that, yeah that move is so cool so uh, they are going to be in a tag team a six man with Bam Bam against Tatanka and the Smoking Guns at SummerSlam uh, so obviously they win this match um, and so Mean Gene does a SummerSlam report and another new match for SummerSlam <laughs> is Ludwig Borga who we haven't even seen on Raw yet He's been on Challenge and Superstars, Superstars or whatever. Yeah. So so they're going to have a match. Um, and then they, with they announce. Yeah, with Marty Jannetty. And they announce the Steiners and the Heavenly Bodies. Yes. And I, I remember that match well, and I can't wait to see it again. Uh, and so to set up the Jannetty uh, and Ludwig Borga, Jannetty uh, faces the... Have we seen... We've seen one other Bastion Booger match... We've seen him as the Friar previously. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think this is the second Bash and Booger match because then Bobby can can uh, do his comedy on, on Booger, saying that he's going to pick him. <laughs> that uh, was, yeah, that he had to get that line in. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. I, good line, I pick though. Booger. Um, and so this, the uh, you know, whatever, whatever this match was, but uh, basically, you know, B- Booger looks like he's about to win. And he does the thing where you know the the fat man sits on the the little guy's chest, and then uh, and then Janetti uh, uses legs to flip him over and into the pin and 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 beats him. But and eh, I mean not not the best uh, not the best usage of, of Marty. But they have to build him to face the big guy and beat the big guy so exactly. that he can face Ludwig Borg at SummerSlam. I thought I thought this match was pretty good. Um, I liked. I think um, Mike Shaw, Bashenberger. Norman Lewis Hick, whatever you want to call him. I think he really works well with smaller guys, you know, especially his stuff with in Calgary with uh, Owen Hart back in the day. He's a little bit bigger, a little slower, but I thought they had a good match. I liked the stuff. There's one one part in the out when they went to the outside and when uh uh Bashenberger cut off uh Marty with the throw him in the post and mm-hmm. Marty takes that great bump. That was that was awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I just thought they kind of got into that kind of weird um the finish actually popped me because that's his finisher the sit down but sit down mm-hmm. like you know and then you know marty's you know got the, the by the skin of his teeth rolling yep. you know, with the sunset flip mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty cool because no one kicked i mean when i remember like when norman would do it like no one kicked out right so i thought that was pretty big and it just it all it is is yeah 
Marty is scheduled against Louis Borger, this big monster, and now we're just showing him a win over a monster. So you have this hope that he's going to definitely beat Ludwig Borga. So Vince then brings out Money, Inc., and they're basically promoting two different things. Mm -hmm. They're promoting the Razor feud, and they're promoting this match against the Steiners. So, you know, killing two birds with one stone. For whatever reason, and I, 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 I wonder if Vince just felt comfortable with both of these guys because you know he is the the babyface announcer but he would get a little bit more irritated with ted and irs than anybody else any of the other heels so he he would kind of puff his chest up a little bit and he did that again with these guys but uh i I just you know i'm you keep saying that ted's leaving and i'm just like oh god they're so great i i I, I mean i love money i remember when they put them together in 92 I thought it was cool, and they won the tag team titles, at, you know, in February '92, and that, and they had a good, really good run, even though they felt like they wrestled natural disasters. So, <laughs> natural, natural disaster wrestled the LOD for like all of '91, <laughs> and then they wrestled like Money Inc. for like all of '92. It was just crazy, uh, but yeah, they were a great team, and it's gonna suck to uh, to see them uh, split up. But you know. Uh, we we'll still get IRS Rotunda. I like I always like watching Rotunda work, and he kind of he kind of flubbed up in this little interview a little bit, which I thought was yeah, yeah pretty yeah. pretty funny. Vince is great here, and, and you know DB has been there for so long that you know I, they play out each other so well. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then we had uh, Men on a Mission again against Barry Horowitz and Iron Mike Sharp. I'm kind of tired of Men on a Mission already. I'm tired of the whole act. Well, they're keeping it short, which is smart. Yeah, you know they're just going in there with quick. Quick squash matches, which I like. I started laughing because I saw the tag team of, you know, Barry Horowitz and Mike Mike Sharp. Because last week we asked like, who was your, the 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 quote unquote jobber? Yeah, that yeah. you kind of your favorite jobber, and like of generations like '80s was Mike Sharp, and you had. You know, 80s as well, Barry Horrors, but he kind of bled into yeah. that 90s. We got Especially a couple with, of Jim Powers in there. He's a couple of Jim Powers. So it was kind of cool. Like, they teamed up. Uh, it was really short. And um, I thought, but everything looked good, you know, because, you know, they're working with Mike Sharp and Barry Horowitz. And and I, I still get a kick out of that finisher that that Minimation do. That when he just jumps on Mabel, and Mo jumps on Mabel's back. And I just thought that it's just a cool, like, it's a simple move. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss. Like, I think today's wrestling, guys, my God, it's so, like, overly creative, right? To a point where it's, like, kind of just stupid. And so I just like, yeah, it's simple. Like, yeah, I'll jump on my big 400-pound friend's back, and we'll just double-squish this guy with my weight and his weight, right? Mm-hmm. It just makes perfect sense. Then we got what I believe is the last of these Lex Luger interviews. And this oh, one this was a one, little ballsy. This one was interesting. So the, the two topics, drugs in sports... And, you know, Lex talks about, you know, being an athlete and being young and just being influenced by stuff. And and so I thought his answer was fine. But then, uh, well, I mean, he does say he never had a drug problem. And then, you know, we know what happens later in life with him, unfortunately. Uh, But he also then, Vince, straight up asked him if he is currently taking anabolic steroids. And he said no. He said he took them in his youth when they were legal. <laughs> and that 
today he is not taking them, and he's very happy that Vince asked him this question so that he can, you know, I'm just like, I think it's true because at SummerSlam 93, he comes in looking like he should keep, be working on 205 Live currently, you know, like so skinny. I don't know. But, it, I, you know, it's just, it's just, a, you I mean, know, yeah, like he's, not, about, he's not 300 pounds yeah. like he was, you know, against Ric Flair <laughs> or Super Bowl 92 yeah. was a sting. Um, I think it was just, you know, Vince being like, you know, here's our guy talking about how he's two stories. No longer do it. We're clean. This, you know, because you know it's coming up. They're not even out of the Hogan stench of of that whole situation, which is part of the reason why they're not as popular as they were. Yeah, yeah. That's why I just thought it was so ballsy. Yeah, and, you know, and also, and also, at the same time, it it, it continues to humanize. Luger getting away from that narcissist gimmick to show these people like, yeah, this guy has flaws too, and he's not perfect, and he's just like you, and he's a works hard, he's gonna win that chat title at SummerSlam. So it was fine. I thought, but it was just, yeah, the whole the, the interview like really like man, kind of like got <laughs> got my attention fast when he started talking about the stairways though. Uh, and so the last match on the show was Bam Bam against Rich Myers and. You know, Bam Bam's like another fantastic squash match wrestler. Plus, he's working Rich Myers, rambling Rich Myers from uh, from Maryland, who's a really good, really good worker. So uh, everything looked clean. Macho Man was teasing a surprise all show long. Dude, what the f- what the <laughs> hell? What the hell happened here? And he was saying, you know, it's going to be worth it. Uh, you know, just wait a little bit longer. And so at the end of the show, you hear Macha's music play. So I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to get in the ring. He's going to challenge somebody. Elizabeth? Elizabeth. You know, maybe it's Elizabeth. And no, it is the the macho, little Mi- macho man, the macho midget. With a bunch of hot raw girls. Yeah, like, like, what? <laughs> I mean, hot, hot raw girl's great. That you know, raw was at what nine o'clock, so yeah. right before ten. Yeah, they came out not, not 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 scantily clad, but they were wearing low cut tops they and were, booty shorts. They were so. attractive. That's yeah, they're sure. very attractive. Yeah, definitely nineties hot. So, uh, <laughs> and then that was the end. It's just he came out and what up? I mean, I just like the. I can understand that, like, in the middle of the show, right? Like, somewhere, like, the closing moments of your show, like, especially going into the SummerSlam stuff, I think they should just, I don't understand, well, they want the ratings early on, right? That's yeah. probably why they threw the DiBiase one 2 3 match early, but I think they should have had that match as a main event, which leads to the Steiners coming out, which you're going to lead into the, uh, the cage match. Now, is the SummerSlam Spectacular taped right after that run? Yeah, because it's in the same building. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it seemed like. That, that, that's yeah. how they were going to do it. Um, and then, so, that, that, that was that. And, and, and we have uh, the show, the weekend show. But overall, was this a really, really weak Raw? Yeah, not, the, not yeah. a lot. Not a lot happened. The matches were, you know, good. Nothing great or stood out. They're still promoting Bret Hart against Jerry Lawler. Yeah, for SummerSlam. Yeah, that's when they did the angle. I know, but it doesn't happen. What's well, an angle? But that angle hasn't happened yet. It's only yeah. it's only a week away from or two weeks away from the pay per view. You're talking about the Doink thing. Yeah, that happens at SummerSlam. 
No, no, I know, but I'm saying they're promoting Bret Hart and Lawler still, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen on that show. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just saying, like, people who are going yeah, into yeah, buying yeah, yeah. that show think know, that it's going to be Bret no, Hart. No, oh, actually, you're saying, yeah, yeah, there's no, like, you're right. And it's weird that Bret and Jerry aren't on the show. Like, I would, uh, I, instead of having the macho midget with a bunch of hot chicks walking around, you know, do something. Find some time for. Is there was there really a need for Bam Bam to have that squash match? No, you know, was it really a need to have Marjorie Denny beat Bastion Booger? I mean, you, I mean, you don't really need that that match. You could have, you know, thrown something else in there. I mean, I understand why they did it, but like, yeah. All right. So, post Raw Observer, <laughs> um, the Lex and Yoko stuff is working. For ratings, because Raw is doing really well in the ratings. I think they they tied their high of the year with the with that contract signing, which was cool. Um, but I wanted to send a name to you to see if this is the person I'm thinking of. But uh, Dave says that Rio, Lord of the Jungle, got a tryout on the August 18th taping and looked decent doing a job for Brooklyn Brawler. The Renegade? That's what I was wondering yeah. if that's who it was. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm like I'm like ninety five percent sure. But then why do you have him lose to Brooklyn Brawler when he's like no jacked a, out of his mind? No one's he was not big. I mean well <laughs> when, when when he was doing those runs. I, mean, I mean this is like, uh this is, you know, dark matches and then you know, sometimes you gotta test the guy too, like, hey, you're gonna job, you know, and he don't care. He just wants to go out and have a good performance. I don't know if he did. I mean, did he say they look good? As I he said, look decent. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't get the job, so you know. Another, another, uh, a team got a trial. The Texas Hangmen. So that would be the same guys, I believe, that end up in WCW. The the, the disorderly conduct guys. I'm pretty sure because they did two gimmicks. They did a Texas Hangman gimmick and they did disorderly conduct. I'm sure it's him. I don't know if it's the same guys that were in AWA in the nine in 1990. I don't think so, but. I'm sure our boy Nick will correct me on that. But this is not Tex Lazinger and uh, and uh, uh, um, Shanghai Pierce. Yeah. Oh, maybe. No, because were they in WCW? In 90- yeah, they're in WCW '93. They started working sh- uh, shows by yeah the, the by '93. They're already there. Yeah. They're already okay. there. They're doing more like more TV stuff than their pay per view stuff at the time. So got yeah, it, got it. I'm I'm sure I'm sure of that. All right, so um, I think so. I'm trying to think because also next week is a little bit of a preview to All Out Friday. because All Out will be will be that weekend. Mm-hmm. So next week we will have um, some stuff with the SummerSlam Spectacular. We will talk. We will preview All Out. And uh, that, I mean, that's a, such a huge weekend for AEW and, you know, all the other stuff that's coming. And there's going to be so much more news coming out about this NXT and, and AEW war. So lots of stuff to talk about. Hope maybe. I, I mean, I, I'm not promising anything, but if we can find the time for All Out to do a post game show, a quick, you know, quick hit post game show, we will try to do that. Not promising it because... You know, we're, we're both so busy uh, the next weekend. I, I think just it, just trying to watch the show because it's going to be a four-hour show. But Yeah, not promising, but I think it can be done. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so we'll try to do that. So um, maybe two shows next week, the normal show, and then, if possible, a short 
all-out post-game show. Awesome. Cool. All right. So for John, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.